Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. It is Tuesday, the second day of April, 2019. Hopefully you survived somebody's foolish April 1st prank. We didn't have anything in the office here. We just kind of passed it by today, or yesterday, rather. Listen, on uh, a week coming, Monday, April the 8th, 2019, if you're in the area, feel free to stop by between 10 a.m. and 12 noon. We're having something called an open AMA. It's an open house in our boardroom here at the office, and the AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. It's a little thing we do periodically, and uh, that's what we've got coming up. With that, we say we get started. Number one. It is amazing to me how more and more people are using <clears throat> these voice assistants like uh, Alexa and these Google machines and, and uh, Apple. I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of those things, listening to everything that goes on into an office. But that being said, uh, Walmart is striking a strategic agreement with Google's smart home assistant because Amazon is uh, increasingly growing in its clout when it comes to e-commerce. So Walmart's fighting back. So we're going to see these two guys go at it. Now, their online shopping cart is activated by saying, hey, Google, talk to Walmart. That's a little bit of a mouthful. Hey, Google, talk to Walmart. But uh, you'll be able to basically then sit back and order things online. The, um, the system, Voice Shopping Service, is going to be in partnership between the two companies. It really began in August of 2017, and they've uh, kind of expanded it. But again, it is an area that I'm following a little bit, but I just, I just got to say that I find it kind of weird. Amazon Echo and uh, Alexa, the Amazon controls 70% of the 66 million smartphone devices installed. I got to tell you, I just, it's just a weird thing. One of those things that I'm having a hard time getting my head wrapped around, but hey, it is what it is. Number two. Apartment complexes have grown dramatically in the last few years. And in the real estate area, we track that pretty closely. Starting to pull back a little bit. International investing, cross-border investments are beginning to pull back. A normal course, I think. Some investors are focusing increasingly on a defensive strategy. But um, a lot of people think this multifamily uh, trend when it comes to a living is going to be a trend for quite some time. I think so as well. I think uh, investment in apartment complexes, again, it was a massive year in 2018. Foreign buyers gobbled up uh, $14.9 billion, and um, that was a 30% increase over 2017. Depending upon where you go, markets are uh, getting a little difficult for some, uh, pretty open for others, but the, the reality in life is apartment complex building and development continues to uh, continues to grow. But there are several segments in the housing area that I think we should be looking at for alternatives. Number three. Affordable housing is, according to the Wall Street Journal, a crisis that is spreading throughout the world. And you can see everything from these prefab homes, container homes, London, New York, Stockholm, again, your major cities, are facing an ongoing problem with affordable housing. I remember years ago being in Sun Valley, Idaho, and um, I was out at the resort, and the discussion was about bringing in 
foreign workers and mo- many of the ladies and young men who worked in uh, Sun Valley at the resort were French. And they would come in, they would work for a season, and they would leave. The problem was the people that stayed year-round, the locals. And if you moved down into Ketchum, there were people who had a lot of money, and they created basically laws, rules, and regulations, your zoning, that made affordable housing damn near impossible. So it's always been that kind of a situation. You want people to work for you, doing service jobs, repair jobs, etc., but you don't want them to live around you. So these people get on these boards and they create these laws, rules, and regulations, and it gets tough. I think there are some solutions out there, but you simply have to get a little bit more creative when you're a normal, everyday working person. Number four. So one of the things I have talked about for many years, especially for those who are retired and they blew their money. I've had a lot of people, they've come to me and said, okay, I need a savior. Uh, I had a million bucks. Now I'm down to $300,000. I've done this, that, and everything else, you know, spending money on taking care of children and grandchildren. And they come down to Florida and they, they just go on a spending spree because for the first time in their lives, they actually have total responsibility over what it is that they're doing. And A lot of them just simply crack up. They just don't know how to do it. So it's a real issue. It's the reason why I talk a lot about when you're younger, you got to get in the habit of managing your money, saving money, and and doing the right thing. But I got news for you. There's a really easy solution that gives you a lot of flexibility. It's very low cost, and you can meet some pretty cool people. And I realize when I say this, some people are going to say, you got to be kidding me, but it's travel trailers. No kidding. I'm looking at, for example, a 2019 Forest River uh, Wolf Pup, and it's got, uh, let's see, what is it, 21 feet in length, and you got everything there, hot water, you got your shower, you've got bedrooms. Go online, just look up inexpensive travel trailers, and you say, well, I don't have a vehicle to tow it. Well, have you ever heard of a tow truck? You can have somebody tow you from one place to another. So... Let's say you live in, uh, oh, I don't know, let's say the Orlando area. Go online and look at all the places that are out there that are uh, travel trailer parks, okay, RV places. And look at what you can get some of these things for on a uh, long-term basis. It's really pretty inexpensive. Same thing with your public parks on a uh, city, county, state, national. They've got programs as well where they basically you can live for free. And they'll pay you a small wage in exchange for doing some manual labor around the place. Here's the point. There are so many ways to save money and to get coin together to live inexpensively. Again, modern minimalist methods. I understand if you're listening to this, you're going, uh, why would I want to do that? I got my social security, her social security. I got this great pension. I used to work as a firefighter. I got all this money coming in. And I've got four, five hundred thousand, a million, two million dollars. That's crazy. Okay, let me tell you why everybody needs to think like this. So, what you never told your spouse is you took a single life annuity option. So, when you die, your pension is done. And he and she, they signed the form, they signed the ERISA form, but they didn't know they signed it. So, at some point in time, they're going to get a, like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Okay, next. You do realize 
that you're going to lose the smaller of the two Social Securities. And then what happens if you should happen to draw the unlucky card and you become incredibly cognitively impaired and you have to go into a memory care facility and your spouse is spending $10,000, $15,000 a month. So you're in there three or four years. You could wipe that million dollars down to maybe half a million pretty quickly. It, it does go down, folks. I've seen this a lot. I mean, I've been doing this for 33 years. I can tell you unequivocally. Uh, people don't realize how quickly money goes when you're having a cognitive impairment. So you got to be prepared for a minimalist, the bare bones budget, the average budget, a luxury budget. You got to think in multiple ways of doing things. But all the housiness out there, you got to get creative and think about things. Here's the thing. It's just spend the time thinking. That's the key thing. Just spend the time thinking. Number five. And it looks like manufacturing activity is picking up Um, the U.S. as well as Chinese manufacturing plants are doing better. There's really a rally going on in the stock market when it comes to manufacturing. And even though we're bracing for weaker earnings from a lot of different companies, the reality is, you know, manufacturing didn't go away. The U.S. Institute for Supply Management said its monthly index of manufacturing activity rose to 55.3 in March from 54.2 in the previous month. And what you're seeing is some pretty strong orders for uh, manufacturing. Um, There are more companies expanding than contracting, and that's one of those indicators that we look at here uh, when we are doing our analysis. Hey, remember, I've got an open house, uh, Ask Me Anything, on Monday, the 8th day of uh, April. I can't believe that's already April, 2019, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Real light refreshments, just coffee, some specialty coffees, a little crumpets and cakes maybe, maybe a little bit of fruit. Anyways, it's an opportunity to come by and simply uh, press the flesh and see what we're doing and have a conversation with that. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. If you have a comment or an idea, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864 and leave a message. We truly appreciate your ideas and comments. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Fixed Cost Financial is a true fiduciary-based investment advisor, where you will not pay more, if you have more, or receive less, if you have less. The way we do it, as a true fiduciary, it's better, it's simple, and it works. You can find Fixed Cost Financial online at, fixedcostinvesting.com, that's fixedcostinvesting.com.